Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you are looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust, to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in C-E-P-N in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. We are always looking for sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are looking to promote and want to be a part of the podcast, reach out and let's see what we can do. For this episode, Patrick and I talk about Easter, UFC fighters gaining weight the wrong way, Burt Kreischer's take on the Oscar slap, Mark Wahlberg movies, and much, much more. If you'd like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now we're going to play a track from our good friends in the band Animical Drive. Make sure to follow Animical Drive on all the social medias. Make sure to follow their YouTube channel. They did just put out a great new music video for this track. The song is called Dead On Me, and it's going to lead you into the episode.
Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocado, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoom Lane as usual. Sunday morning as usual. How are you this morning? It's the resurrection of our Lord. It is, man. Easter Sunday. Easter's a weird holiday. Uh, Just in general. Just overall. I'm not saying just because of the the whole Jesus (laughs) coming back to life thing. Which I, which I practiced as a child, you know, I was raised Catholic. I, you know, no longer practicing. Sorry, mom and dad. But uh, yeah, we went, we took, we took our son to um, Eckert's. It's like a, I don't know. It's you, it's they like grow apples and they have like pumpkins and, you know, during, but anyway, uh, we took them there yesterday and it was supposed to be an Easter egg hunt, but they just laid all the eggs out and just in the middle of like vines. And I like posted a picture of it. I mean, for my son, it's great because he's not, he's not searching for anything. It's either right in front of his face <laughs> or he's not picking it up. He's not, look, but it was like, there were big kids there. They were just like walking through and just picking them up. They're like, you can only have 12 to a kid. And you're like, well, this isn't an Easter egg hunt. This is just, here are some Easter eggs and we're just going to give them to you, but you fuckers go get them. We're not going to give them to you. Right. Go find them. Go get them. Like <laughs> not even find them. Just go pick them up. We made a mess. Go pick it up. It was very bizarre. <laughs> And then the whole Easter bunny thing, I guess it's fine for kids, but I've noticed also that kids don't react to the Easter bunny with a level of fear that they do Santa Claus, by the way. You don't think? My son didn't. My son hated Santa. I mean, just wanted nothing to do with him. That's but yesterday with the Easter bunny, he was just like, okay, here maybe, we are. I'm, I'm around this thing now. Maybe because the Easter bunny is like a more cartoonish, maybe. Well, it obviously has something to do with it, sure. Yeah, Santa's still, a creepy old man who... But still, man, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm an adult and not a kid, but we did the whole Easter Bunny thing yesterday, like sat my son on the Easter Bunny's lap and everything. Just looking at that Easter Bunny, I'm like, dude, this is creepy. Like, how is this not creepy to a kid? But if I think about Santa Claus, I'm like, it's just a guy in a suit. I mean, I get Santa's that they, worse, I get that they don't understand. Come sit on my lap and tell me all of your wishes and desires. <laughs> no, that's it. insanely creepy. So I understand why kids cry. Let me ask you something, and it's very important. Mm-hmm. Do you like peeps? I'm not against them, but they're not my favorite thing in the world. Oh, I know. I'm. I knew. Disgusting. I knew. As soon as you said that, I knew how you were going to react. <laughs> oh, it's a do you like chalk in your mouth? Do you like marshmallows in general? Um, no, not really. No. Okay. No, I mean, I, if I, no, I mean, if I, if somebody makes me like a s'more, if I'm like on a camping trip or at a cabin. Like, hey, we're going to make some more. I'll have one. Sure. Especially if I had 10 beers beforehand. <laughs> if you catch me on beer number two, I'm probably like, no, nah, I'm good. Come back to me eight beers from now. But uh, yeah, peeps are disgusting. Do you like Cadbury cream eggs? Yes. I knew you would. You look yes. like a cream egg guy. I don't. You just... th- thank you. I appreciate the compliment. We're clipping that. We're clipping that out for sure. <laughs> You know, it's funny. So we went camping uh, Thursday night and Friday night at just at a place kind of close to us, uh, kind of like a let's get all the kinks worked out in the camper type of deal. And uh, you so, don't hear many people say that. But what's go that? On. What, what, camping? Not a, nor- not a normal thing for someone to say, but go on. Anyways, so they were doing yesterday morning, they were doing a, like a big Easter egg hunt for all the kids, like at the campground and stuff, which is cool. But then they were doing an adult one at night with flashlights. And I was thinking about how terrible of an idea that is. 
Especially because the town we were in is more than likely going to be three quarters of the people are going to be hammered out there with a flashlight in the dark with a lot of other adults trying to find eggs. Were the eggs at least glow in the dark? I don't know. I if they have if you have to have flashlights, I would say well, to see not. where you're walking, so you don't yeah. step into a sinkhole. Yes, but I'm saying like, okay, let me get this straight. We won't <laughs> let kids go out and trick or treat, right? But we'll let them hunt for eggs at night. No, this is adults. Back up. I missed something here. What are you talking about? So in the morning on Saturday, they were doing a kid's Easter egg hunt. But Saturday night, okay. they were doing an adult Easter egg hunt. I missed that part of it. After dark Why? with flashlights. I don't know. I, I don't know. Let if me it's... guess. There was booze in the eggs. Maybe. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see, I could um, see that. Maybe they're like those little wild turkey bottles and stuff. Something like that. This is, uh, that's specific to white people, right? That has to be. An adult Easter egg hunt. <laughs> what other how community? Did you, <laughs> how did what you, other How did you throw racism into this somehow? No, it's not. not I'll be, I can, I'm white. I can be racist against white people all I want. I can do what I want here. I'm saying. Are you saying I'm racist because I don't think any other <laughs> no. group of people would have an adult Easter egg hunt? But also, you said wild turkey, which makes it whiter. Oh, a good point. It's looped in with camping and working out the kinks with the camping gear. This whole conversation is based around how white we want to take it. Okay. I'll, you give, know what I'm I'll, saying? Give, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I did make this a very white conversation. <laughs> I've heard well, I've heard of adult Easter egg hunts, but uh, you know, it's fine. Actually, you know what? I think I've participated in one. Really? Yeah, probably. Probably. It doesn't matter. Easter's a weird holiday, man. I don't know. It's always been. I think we talked about this last Easter, but the, the the most vivid memory I have of Easter is my as a little kid, little kid, my mom letting me stay up late and watching TV. That's where American Gladiators would come in. That's because she would stay up and dye the eggs. Right? Oh, yeah, that's right. OK, so that's what Amer- that's where American Gladiators would come in. That's where USA up all night would come in. So yeah. I was just watching porn all night while my mom's <laughs> dying eggs. Did your son, childhood. did your son die eggs? No, we didn't do, didn't do that thing. anything like that. We took them yesterday, and then we have family stuff today that we'll do like an Easter egg hunt, I guess. But uh, no, man, that's a, that's also a bizarre tradition of Easter. So we're going to dye some eggs. Makes your house fucking stink. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's did very, you guys it's, dye it's, eggs? Do you do that? We did. Wow. So you, you guys get into you want, Easter. You want to you hear how, how white it was? So it was, we were supposed to be doing this outside, but it was raining. So we all had to be in a camper with a bunch of kids and we, we just laid a tarp down on the floor and then let all the kids do their dying of Easter eggs on the floor in a, inside a camper. There are so many things that, I mean, I guess that's fun. For a how kid, old were these kids? Uh, like eight, 10. Making memories, dude. Making yeah. memories. Yep. <laughs> yeah i mean they'll, they'll, the memories that i have of easter are that the you know staying up late and then you know there are just so my wife the other day she goes oh my god look at you in this photo so my family my, one of my one side of my family has started this facebook group where they're just posting old pictures uh kind of in remembrance of just you know 
a lot of people passed away and I don't know, but my wife goes, Oh my God, look at this picture of you. And it's me on Easter. So of course, every Easter you wake up in my family, you wake up, you go to church, you got to put your Easter outfit on. Right. I was wearing what can only be described as a flower printed silk shirt with pants that I don't understand what was happening with the pants. It looked like they were hammer pants, but they were <laughs> pleated and like dress pant material, but they kind of like poofed out on the sides like hammer pants would back in the 90s. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what was happening with me then, but uh, so do you I rocked it. If you can think back to that time at all, do you remember thinking, what am I wearing? Or was no, it just it was one probably... of those things where like it's Easter, mom dresses me up and we go do what we're supposed to do? I think it was that, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you you would wear the Easter colors, right? You know, Easter is like pastel, yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, every Easter picture of me, it's me in some goofy fucking outfit, just <laughs> with a bowl cut, of course. Oh, man, um, that was the thing, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there was the bowl cut, and there was the skater cut. So the skater cut was a little bit of the. It was like bowl cut with a little bit of an edge. You know, it went down in a V in the back. Oh, if yeah, If you had yeah, that, yeah. you were. Yeah, if you had that, <laughs> your parents probably weren't married anymore. That's did what your, that haircut did, did your mom make your bowl coat for you? Did she cut your hair into a bowl no. cut? No, no, no. Because you know there were the moms who would like do the cutting of the hair for their kids, where oh, they actually used a bowl to do that. Is that real? I think so. I don't think that's real. You don't think so? I'm sure there are videos you can find of moms doing that, so I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, man. Easter, so it was a, I don't know. It's always been, it's beautiful today. What a beautiful Easter. It is 50 and rainy. Okay. I was going to say, it is not beautiful here. No, I was joking. Yesterday was nice. So I'm glad we got to do something yesterday. Yeah. But did you, uh, did you watch any fights last night or anything? I didn't. You're texting me about them. We don't have to go into this too much because, to be honest with you, it wasn't that great of a card kind of a kind of a and i hate saying this you know no disrespect but william knight we were texting about him Mm -hmm. i can i feel it's an incredible disservice to that guy's career that people a don't show him how to strike properly not putting his chin up in the air because he, he finally did hurt him he got caught and got caught bad but b why would you let a guy just all things considered he's still a monster like muscular right Mm -hmm. but he got fat Let's just call it what it is. He got fat. Mm-hmm. Why as an MMA team, a coach, a trainer, group of trainers, group of coaches, and I want to talk to, to the number of people that I know that actually have done this and, and know about this more than I do. I'm just, a, you know, I'm armchair quarterbacking the situation, but why would you let a guy get fat? How does that benefit him in any way, shape, or form? You know, John Volante. He was a light heavyweight. He fights and yes. he's the same trainers as Chris Weidman and Aljamain Sterling and all yes. that. Yep. He went up to heavyweight. And it's like, dude, you went up to heavyweight, but you didn't get bigger. You just got fat. And so, he's 0-3 as a heavyweight or whatever. Like But so but William Knight went from he went from 185 up to heavyweight, right? I thought we established he never fought at 185. Oh, it was lightweight, a light heavy then? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, thought, I don't think he ever fought at 185. I thought, I mean, it, I thought it, it was backwards. Because I thought it I was. No, we talked about this last time. We did. 
But you know what? It kind of reminds me, he in a way looks like Jared Cannonier, but he's doing the opposite of what Jared Cannonier did. Jared Cannonier started as a heavyweight and now fights at middleweight. And he's going to fight for a fucking title. Think about that. Right. Um, if anybody sees these pictures, bet- like from, I mean, I don't know. Because I guess. So he's fought at heavyweight before back in whatever CES is. Okay. Back in 2019, he made his debut at heavyweight. His next fight was at a catch weight at 225 pounds. Then he went back to light heavyweight in 2020. And then, yeah, so in the UFC was light heavyweight. He was never middleweight. I wonder what the weight, the fighting weight difference is from, because I mean, if you see the pictures between his last fight and this one, I mean, it's astonishing how much, he, bi- I mean, how much he, he just he put is. on fat. Yeah. He didn't put on muscle. He just got, he just was carrying more fat around. How, how, I don't see how that benefits him. How far did the fight go? I believe he was knocked out in the third round. The third. So enough time to where could you see if his cardio was like legitimately was affected? Great. His cardio was not great. But of course, DC was like, man, he's really, uh, he's not showing that he's that tired. I'm like, of course, DC, you would say that. <laughs> you condone his fatness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love DC. Um, I just, I just feel it's a, an incredible disservice, but apparently as I'm reading through his Wikipedia and I actually did this a little bit because I wrote a, a preview of the, the card, um, this week, you know, I, when I, when I do that, I kind of like, and I didn't write anything about him. I just included that he was on the card, but what I like to do for fun, if I have the time is I go through each person's record and look at things, you know, so, but I was, <clears throat> I was going through his and he's just, he's had a lot of ups and downs. So I don't feel like he's surrounded by people who are going to necessarily tell him that, hey, getting fat's not the best idea. Again, I'm just speculating here. I'm armchair quarterbacking the entire situation. But when I saw him, you, you sent me the picture because I missed the weigh-ins. And I go, okay, yeah. I mean, when I saw that he was fighting at heavyweight, I expected him to be bigger. I did not expect him to be just fat. And again, like I said, people who are listening to this who don't know who we're talking about or watch MMA that much, they'd see a picture of this guy and go, Jesus Christ, that guy's huge. He's muscular. But you, you, when you see the difference and you know the difference and you know the difference of carrying around 225 versus 258 or whatever it was, that's, yeah. that's a big difference. Big yeah. difference. He would, and you're fighting a guy like Devin Clark who will be able to carry the extra weight. Because Devin Clark was, I want to say he fought at middleweight actually. If I'm remembering that correctly, I could be completely wrong about that, but let me look that up for shits and giggles. But I mean, what do you think about this? Do you, I mean, I mean, we always said it was crazy, like how much muscle he has on him to be fighting at, at not to not be fighting at heavyweight. Yeah. But this is, it just seems like, I mean, I can't speak for him because of course we weren't there in the camp to see exactly how he was doing anything, but it just seemed, I mean, did he okay? So based off of the picture from the weigh-ins to f- the fight, can does it look like he gained a lot of weight between those two? Not necessarily. No. 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 I mean, heavyweights, but, you know, a free for all as far as yeah your weight goes. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. I just you know when guys get, I don't know. I, I, you you, it's not hard to understand that athletic performance. Yeah, there are freaks in the NFL who play offensive line who weigh 330 
And yeah, they had to run that 40 one time <laughs> and they ran it under five. You know, they're, they're athletic freaks, but you got to understand they're not, they're, they're not being asked to fight for three rounds for 15 minutes. Right. You know, it's just a different athletic ability and, and you're asking your body to do something different. But for, from an athletic performance standpoint, I just feel it's a disservice. I could be wrong. Like I said, we've seen guys do it. Daniel Cormier is one, but we talked about like, what if he fought at middleweight? What if he didn't have the extra weight? Roy Nelson. I mean, if Roy Nelson lost weight, he would have been a middleweight. There's no way he would have been a heavyweight. He's yeah. only like, what is he? Five, eight, five, nine. How do you think he would fare today? Like against, mm. against the UFC guys that we have now in the heavyweight division. He's fought some of them. I mean, he's <laughs> there are yeah. still guys in the top ten that he's fought. I don't know, probably not that well. I I'm mean, just, if, if I see him to, fighting, I'm trying to think of him and his prime in the heavyweight division today. I think he would do okay. I mean, I, it just depends on who we're talking about. Yeah, but he was also a guy that never really won the big fight. You know, he yeah. beat who he was supposed to be when he was expected to beat them, but the 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 fight to put him over the top, he never won. But yeah, I don't know. It just the, and like I said, John Vellante is another example. Like he wasn't doing that great at light heavyweight, but we're talking about a guy who fought at light heavyweight and gave fucking um, Shogun all he could handle. Yeah. I mean, he was winning that fight before he got caught. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy who stood in there with a legend, a guy who's going to be a hall of famer, former champion. When you could, when you can compete at that level, why would you go up, just get fat, and then expect to be good at heavyweight? It just didn't make sense to me. But right. he's getting older, whatever. I don't know. Uh, Devin Clark did fight one time at middleweight in the UFC, and he lost by KO. So, And he quickly returned to light heavyweight his next fight. And he was at light heavyweight until this fight with William Knight. But he looked like a guy. He didn't look like he got fat. Right. He looked like he just bulked up. Right. You know, His legs were bigger. His shoulders were bigger. His back was bigger, but he wasn't carrying fat around. Well, I mean, you know? th there's a difference there, though, because William Knight fought not too long ago, right? I mean, it, ha it hasn't been that much time between his fights. So, I mean, as far, as far as, like, bulking up muscle-wise goes, it's not going to be that easy to do between those two fights. So his last fight was in February, UFC 271, and that was the fight where he was supposed to be fighting at 205, and he weighed in at 218. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so two months ago, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be easy yeah. to to bulk up in between those two fights. It's going to be easier to just eat, which was a bad idea. He, it sounds to me like he would have been better off just to what to come in at the normal weight that he normally fights at. Yeah, why not just fight at 220? Right, 225. Yeah, because I don't think Devin Clark. There's no way Devin Clark was over 240. You know, if yeah. he was, he was right at 240. But all the guys who are like, if you if you look, and we we went down a, a UFC rabbit hole here, but if you look at all the guys who have competed, other than Francis, let me just be very clear, <laughs> other than Francis, but the guys that have been champions in the heavyweight division have all been 236 to 248, that range. Yeah. You know, Francis is like the first true, of this era anyway, first true heavyweight to be champion. You know, Stipe, he fought it. Stipe fought his best when he was under 240. When he was that slim Stipe that fucking beat DC twice. Yeah, dude. You know, Kane was 240 around there. 
Lesner. What's going on with him, by the way? Are we still? Is he going to go to prison? I don't know. I haven't. I seen that he he finally put out his own his first statement. Which, oh, he did. I didn't even see that. Yeah, you may, you may pull it up and read what it says, uh, but it's mainly, I think, basically just a thank you to everyone that's supporting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Cain Velasquez released a statement after attempted merge charge. The story is complex and slowly unraveling. To everyone that has expressed your support, my family and I will never be able to thank you enough. The statement reads, From the bottom of our hearts and the depths of our souls, we are forever grateful for your love. Your selfless gestures and kind words have given me strength in my darkest times. The story is complex and slowly unraveling as we speak. To the true victims of this case, may God give you the strength to come forward, though it is most difficult to relive the pain that has happened to you. In speaking the truth, justice will be served and your own healing will start. I will never stop helping or loving my community and all of you. Thank you for loving me. So he's, uh, ooh, this is like a Law & Order SVU episode right here. He's depending on people to come forward and speak out against this motherfucker that he tried to kill, yeah. which is never a good sign. They need witnesses. They need which I mean, we still we still don't know much about this whole this whole thing, no. right? Like we don't know if if his did we find out it was his daughter? No, I don't think it's ever been stated. But okay, just we just know it's family member. Right. So. But I mean, for yeah, for for witnesses and for other people to come forward and stuff like that, you almost need proof that he that his daughter what if it is his daughter wasn't the only one yeah <laughs> no apparently there wasn't apparently it was like over 100 kids oh really i didn't see that holy crap i think i read that we're again we're we're awful at this but fine so is every other podcast you know what i'm tired of apologizing <laughs> for things that everyone else does this is one of those things though that if this guy which i don't know how that works like if they have put somebody in solitary for and until a case is closed i don't know how any of that works but yeah this guy will not live in prison you know you know you know how that goes well i think yeah again i'm i'm totally saying things it's like hot air coming out of my face but like don't we kind of protect those people now by putting them in like Minimum risk security. Oh, is that prisons a, and stuff. is that a thing? I don't know. I, I could be making that up too. I watch too much TV. Maybe I need to start reading <laughs> things instead of watching Law and Order SVU. Do you okay? Do you ever legitimately think about situations and then realize that you're tying the situation to something you've seen on TV and that it's not actually how things work? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I do all that the all the time. I'm like, I'm I relate a moron. most situ. Yeah. Yeah. I relate most situations in life to like either white man can't jump or major league or something. <laughs> like I oftentimes just go, well, what would fucking Sidney Dean do? Or what would Billy Hoyle do? <laughs> or what would Rick Vaughn do? That's how I'm going to do it. You know, I can see why you're so successful. Yeah. I mean, that's why my son's <laughs> going to be, uh, you know, an astrophysicist or something because he's being raised by Rick Vaughn. Wild thing, Rick. Um, all you got to do is work hard and grind, and you'll be successful oh, and rich. Here we go. That's why I'm successful. I work hard and I grind. Here we go. Well, hopefully, Cain Velasquez. I this that's such a bummer. I do, I do love all of the support 
but isn't it pretty easy just off the surface level of what the story is to like it what if you, have you seen anyone speaking out against him like I, in I, the public eye i haven't what an asshole that person would be right especially yeah, if they were sure. a fighter like i just saw bisbing put out a video the other day because apparently he's on jake paul's hit list don't get me started but he was wearing a free cane shirt like imagine if a guy like bisbing who he's big on youtube you know, a legend. What if he was just like, yeah, I don't really like what he did. I don't support it. People would be like, Hey Mike, are you, you okay? You all right, Mike? Right. Do you need like, so yeah, I haven't seen anyone speaking out against him. Obviously this dude, this 63 year old relative who was shot, I'm sure the people who were close to him are like, ah, we don't really like Kane, but I mean, I not, not that people problem. need, need it these days to be able to come out and say I'm for or against it, but there's not enough like information out there, I don't think for people to choose one side or the other. Well, I think it's pretty easy to choose his side in this situation. If you think he was hunting down a pedophile, I think it's pretty easy for you and I anyway. Yes. Yes. I think it's easy for us to go, you know, I'm just saying saying that we don't like nobody knows the entire story. Well, that's how we treat everything. Yeah. that's, That's what it is. That's, so I said, man, like we read something in the media released by the media and 90% of the time, it's not even the actual media that released the story. It's some fuckhead on social media that just said some blanket statement and it gets passed around and passed around and passed around until it becomes real, real enough for someone, you know, that repeats the story to you and you go, wait, where did you hear this? Right. You know? Or at least I hope you do go. I hope you go. Where did you hear this? You know, I even I even take that to like say on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. If somebody posts a, you know, how somebody will post a picture and it'll have like a quote at the bottom, but it'll have a picture of the a different like in, any celebrity. It could be Morgan Freeman and then a quote at the bottom and then just say that Morgan Freeman said that. But I I just take any of that with a grain of salt now. Like I don't know that he said that. And there's been times where I've seen that exact quote on different pictures of different people. Like, well, now I don't even know. I don't even know who said anything. (laughs) You really shouldn't believe anything you read. I know. On social media. It's just a, it's a, it's a toxic, toxic waste of time. But yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So we talked about the slap last week and you sent me a video this morning, which I guess about three days ago, the video was slap. Yeah, I, had to th- I, I honestly had to just do a double. I had to think about what you were talking about. The slap heard around the world, man. That's that's how much I've tried to remove it from my brain. But go <laughs> ahead. No, I know what you're talking about. I did, so did, did send you a video. You oh, sent me a video of Burt Kreischer on the Sam and uh, Jim and Sam, whatever. I don't know what the show's called. Yeah. Um, and Burt Kreischer was on. And we had kind of, I asked you last week about Burt Kreischer and said that I was interested to know what his take on it was because a lot of his career came from Will Smith. And you said that he was basically not on Will Smith's side, that he's a comedian and he would be on Chris Rock's side. Well, judging from this video, I don't know if that's true. I mean, he basically, he basically just retold the story, which he's told a thousand times in a thousand different places, but also gave Will Smith a lot of praise in the whole thing. You just feel like you don't want to talk about this for some reason. <laughs> so, yeah, he's doing he's doing what any smart marketing savvy 
comedian personality, YouTube personality, whatever you want to call him would do. He's bringing he what he was doing is is shedding light on the fact that hey, I've been telling this really weird out of context story about how I thought Will Smith wanted to fuck me up the ass essentially. Yeah. Which completely isn't true. Yeah. But I've been saying it for like 20 years now. Eventually when Will sees me, he's probably going to smack me. Like trying to insert himself into the situation. So what I said, when you asked me, he's like, has he talked about it? And I'm like, yeah, he did. And he, of course, made it a platform to just talk about himself, which is what this is. Fine, do it. I hope Will Smith does smack him. I'll say, would you, would you, in, if you were in his shoes, would you have retold that story? On this show or ever? Uh, well, ever is kind of hard to say. The story's not funny, though. Like, here's the thing. Like, if you know the story, we should probably inform what we're talking about. So he allegedly was discovered by Will Smith. He's been telling this story for a long time now about how after his Rolling Stone article came out about he's the biggest party animal in the world because he went to college way too long. Will Smith discovered him and wanted to do some sort of a deal with him. And then he had this meeting scheduled. And then the way that he tells the story, and it's a bit in one of his specials, but the way that he tells the story is Will Smith asked him to a movie, which didn't strike him as odd when it happened. But then he started telling people and they go, you don't find it odd that another, another grown man wants to go to a movie with you. And he goes, wait a minute, am I going to let Will Smith fuck me in the ass? That's just, I'm ruining the, I'm not telling the joke properly, but that's essentially what it is. He's been telling that forever. Yeah. But every time he goes on a podcast, again, loves to talk about himself. He'll tell that story over and over and over and over and over. Okay. Okay. What was your question? <laughs> I, I guess I'm curious if your, if your mind has changed at all on does, is he taking Chris Rock's side still? Because in that whole thing, he didn't mention the, the slap itself. He didn't mention basically what he said was, I think I've got another, I've got a slap coming at me too. Right. So he never like he never gave the comedian perspective. You know what I mean? Like it seems like everybody's either on one side or the other. Well, believe me when I tell you that his audience and the people that are going to be listening to that show to listen to him don't want to hear him talk about the smack and say the same thing that every comedian has said. They want to hear him talk about being smacked by Will Smith or hear the same old story about Will Smith. He did say like he and Will Smith are friends, which is like, all right, dude, are you? <laughs> it's just very odd. It's odd for him to go on a public platform and be like, yeah, we're friends. So now I need to like apologize for everything I've said. It's like, no, you don't. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know these people. Yeah. It's. It... Mm. So you're, you think he should take Chris Rock's side. Hopefully. I don't know whose side he should take. I still, I mean, I don't think anybody's ever going to know the this entire situation with Will and Jada. and Like, I think people are mainly going to chalk this up to mental instability for Will Smith. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't think the whole, like, is it fake? Is it staged? Is it real thing is even in the conversation anymore. It's more about, is Will mentally unstable? And he apparently... 
checked himself into some kind of rehab. Did he really? But it's a rehab place. And uh, from what I've heard, it's based, that basically means that he's checked himself into a place with all of his people that says, we need to figure out how to get ahead of this. I'm confused. What? That's not rehab. That's just working with your team, which right. is doing your job. Right. Who called it a rehab facility? Hang on. Let me, uh, let me Google this real quick so I don't sound completely like a moron like normal. Let's see. I feel that's kind of disrespectful to all those folks who have taken the leap to go to rehab and try to better themselves, right? Yeah, for sure. Let's see. Are you wearing an NWO shirt? No, that's a TWO. T yeah, for Two Plumbers that, Brewery. Where is that? It's in It's in St. Peter's. Really? Yeah. Never heard of that? Yeah. Dare I ask, did two plumbers quit being plumbers and start a business brewing beer? Uh, I think it's more on the take of like Mario and Luigi. Because this is a pipe. Like the So pipe. that's why they called it two plumbers beer. Two plumbers brewer or wait. Yeah. Two plumbers because brewery they're, and arcade. Yeah. Because they're big Super Mario fans or maybe Oh, it's an arcade too. Yeah, it's did an arcade too. Yes, I did. That makes a lot more sense. Why didn't you just tell me that in the beginning? Now I feel like an ass. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Let's go back to this. Will Smith admitted to a luxury rehab clinic after Chris Rock <laughs> Oscar's slap. A luxury rehab clinic. Give me a fucking... Look, man, you, you said the thing. Is he mentally unstable? Yes, most people in Hollywood are. It's really hard to keep it together when you have that kind of job. It is. It requires you to be a little bit nutty. Um, Especially when you're married to a nut, too. Yeah. Did you hear, you know who Ethan Supley is? Yeah. Do you like him? Yeah. Fan? I am. Um, He was on that, uh, the PBD podcast recently, and he was taught, they were talking about Hollywood and stuff and about how Vince Vaughn got blacklisted and all this shit. And he, he seems to have a pretty honest understanding of it. Meaning like he understands that he's in a fucking nutty business and he himself is a little bit nutty which is why he let himself get so fat and that's why he did heroin and so on and so forth mm -hmm. so I, it was a really interesting take on it but i feel like being able to admit that will just not everyone but will help many people sort of come to terms with the fact that they're a part of a fucked up business that will fuck you up if you let it if yeah. you're not careful right i don't know it was very interesting so go check it out what's the Ethan Dubley, for those that don't know he was He's lost a bunch of weight now. He was in Wolf of Wall Street. That dude may have the biggest transformation I've ever seen. It's pretty crazy. It's like, pretty did crazy. you did you ever see uh, what was the move Butterfly Effect? Did you ever see him in him, that? From him in Butterfly Effect to well, just even the transformation of him in Butterfly Effect to Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, because Wolf of Wolf of Wall Street isn't even his skinniest or his like leanest. But yeah, uh, yeah even that transformation is crazy. He weighed over 400 pounds or something like that, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that he had a a drug addiction either, but apparently he was. He said on this podcast that quitting heroin was easier than losing weight. Which it's a it's a it's a, it's a touchy statement. I mean, to be that, that's there. a that's a crazy thing to say, but I mean I guess it would for be for him. Yeah. For him. Yeah. 
I don't think it's easier to quit heroin for <laughs> easier to quit heroin for all people who are addicted to it. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it was an interesting take on the whole thing. He also said something, too. He was talking about Mark Wahlberg. Did you know that Mark Wahlberg is like a big man of faith now? And part of the reason he made that Father Stew movie? I I don't know. I don't think I knew that. I didn't know that either. Do you have a desire to watch that movie? No. No? No. Who, who, else, was, who else was in that? Is it? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah. Someone else I saw. I can't remember. I don't even know what it's about. I would imagine it's about a guy who it's about a, a bo- it's about a boxer, right? What? I'm pretty positive it's about a boxer. He plays a boxer who becomes a priest. Uh, I don't know the the full Father Stew. Is Father Stew a true story? Yes, the film was inspired by this true story of Father Stuart Long, who died in June 2014. Jackie Weaver's in it as well. She was in a. I like her. She was in um, Silver Linings Playbook and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Playboy Art. An amateur boxer with a rough past who turned to priesthood after a life-changing motorcycle accident, becoming a beloved figure of faith in his community, even has dealt with a devastating health condition and skeptical officials within the Catholic Church. Huh. Amateur boxer. So now do you want to watch it? Nah. (laughs) Can't say I'm not... I mean, I'll probably end up seeing it, yes. <laughs> Just to appease my wife who thinks that Mark Wahlberg is my true man crush, but I don't know. Do you, I mean, you are a big fan of Mark Wahlberg. I'm a big fan of a lot of his movies, yes. He's in quite a few of my favorite movies of all time, so it's very hard for me not to be. He's in Boogie Nights. It's one of my favorite movies ever. He's in Basketball Diaries. It is my favorite movie ever. That is hands down my favorite movie. Um. I'm just trying to think of, of the stuff that he's been in that I, I love. Uh, so those two we got, I love the movie fear as cheesy as it is. And like, when you watch it, I think it still holds up. I think it still holds up. Some people don't think so. I think it does, but I love the movie fear. Okay. It's like Can my you, childhood. Any, is there anything more recent? Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of going back. Okay. And he lost me. He probably lost me at the happening. That movie was a, flaming pile of dog shit i thought you were gonna say like transformers or something i didn't see it i would okay. never see it i would never watch <laughs> I, I don't like movies like that uh so i love the movie four brothers i yeah, love uh what's the one he's in uh, with george clooney and they're in iraq oh for fuck's sake what's it called i'm gonna pull up his imdb that'd probably be easier right i don't know you're probably gonna have to. You'll know as, as soon as I say it. Uh, Ice Cube was in it. Um, as soon as I say it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a fucking fantastic movie. Uh, hold on, I got it. Oh, The Fighter's great. That's an obvious oh, one. Of course, yeah. The Fighter's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, filmography, actor. Here we go. Jesus, why was that so difficult? Did you see that movie that he did? I guess it was a couple years ago. That was about the BP oil spill. The what? That BP oil spill. That happened. No, did he do something like that? Yeah, he did. I can't remember what the movie. I miss was out called. on all of this. It was actually a really good movie. Uh, what is it called? I don't remember. Okay, all right, here we go. So, Fear, love it. Boogie Nights, love it. I do like the big hit a little bit. I love the Corruptor. Do you know what the Corruptor is? No. Oh, dude, Jesus Christ, the Corruptor is Chow Yun Fat, 
and Mark Wahlberg. Chow Yun Fat is a fame. He's a famous. He's like a superstar in China, but he did a lot of you know uh, action kung fu like cop kung fu martial arts movies. Okay, it, the Corruptor is awesome, and it has one of the best movie soundtracks of all time. Anyway, the Corruptor is great. Where did this go? It came out in 1999, so we're going back a long ways. Three Kings is the movie I'm talking about with George Clooney and Ice Cube. Okay. You haven't seen it, apparently. I remember okay. the name. Okay. Um, I don't like The Perfect Storm or Planet of the Apes. They were fine, but I don't like them. Rockstar, I love. The Italian Job was good. I Heart Huckabees was good. Four Brothers was good. Hey, did you Invincible know? Invincible was good. Before you move on, did you know that Mark Wahlberg still has the prosthetic from Rockstar? He what? He still has the prosthetic from Rockstar. From Rockstar or from Boogie Nights? Or bo- sorry, Boogie Nights, not Rockstar. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Boogie Nights. Well, I would hang on to that thing too, man. <laughs> how much that, do you think that, that launched how his much, career? How because, much do you think that's worth? I don't know. Ask nope. his kid someday because one of them's going to need to sell it, I'm sure. Um, in Four Brothers, Invincible was good. The Departed, obviously good. Shooter was good. I liked a lot. We on the Night was one where I really wanted it to be better than it was. So this is when he started losing me. So I, I expected We on the Night to be a fantastic movie, given the cast and everything. I didn't like it that much. I mainly just watched it to look at Eva Mendes. <laughs> She's my favorite. Um <laughs> The happening is awful. Max Payne was not good. The Lovely Bones was good. So he comes back in the Lovely Bones. That's good. Uh, he had a small role in Date Night. I like the movie Date Night. Have you, okay, you, you mentioned Max Payne. Is there any, I know you're not like a big video game guy. Is there any movies that have been made from video games that you are a fan of? Mark Wahlberg's done quite a few. I can't think of any. None. Who were, were Cause that's Street what, Fighter? Because like that's what Max Payne was. It was a video game first. Yeah, I never played it. I don't know what it is. Okay, the game's actually really cool. Uh, but then he just he just did um, oh what's the he just did a video game movie too. Really? Yeah, it's probably his last the last movie he did. What what's the uh, Uncharted? Yeah, Uncharted. That's a video game also. Didn't even know that was a thing. Didn't know okay. it was a movie. Didn't know it was a game. Did you ever see Pain and Gain? That's the one I just looked at. Uh, yeah, that movie sucks. Um, <laughs> don't like it. So the other guys is okay. Eh, I wasn't great. A, I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, it's not great, but it's okay. Again, watch it to stare at Eva Mendes. The fighter's awesome. Contraband. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember it, so it must not have been great. Ted was okay. Okay. Uh, Broken City. I know I've seen that, but I don't remember what it is. What is that? Broken I'm not City. sure. Oh, yeah, that's him and Russell Crowe. It wasn't as good as it should have been. Got to be honest. Yes, you have an unmemorable movie and you're in it with Russell Crowe. What was after that one? Pain and Gain. Two Guns was not good. Um, What else do we got here? Okay, Lone Survivor was good. Transformers, Age of Extinction, The Gambler, I didn't even see. Ted two. I didn't even see daddy's home was okay. <laughs> Funny ish. There was a second uh, one, made too, right? Yeah, there was two of those. Can you imagine that? Um, yes. Patriots day was good. Forgot that. I liked that. Daddy's home too. I've seen was fine. Whatever. Instant family was actually good. 
So I do like a lot of his movies. We did what we did watch that. Spencer Confidential was boring. I fell asleep in the middle of it. I didn't even finish it. I didn't even. I, I honestly didn't watch that movie for Mark Wahlberg. You watched it for Cowboy. I did. Cerrone? I did. But the fact that the scene that I'm thinking about is Spence or is a Cowboy and Post Malone is ridiculous, right? <laughs> well, do you don't think Post Malone can fight as well as Cowboy? Is what you're saying? I doubt it. You don't think he's as convincing as Cowboy in a fight scene? I doubt it. You do realize that you watched a movie for a guy who's only in the movie for three minutes, right? Talking about the the other guys? Cowboy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I didn't know that going into it. I just knew he was in the movie. You should have expected it. Did you think all of a sudden Cowboy was a, <laughs> a, movie like a, star. a leading man? Like, <laughs> overnight, he became a leading man in Hollywood. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so apparently he's playing Steve Austin in the $6 billion man movie. I'm kind of intrigued by that, but we'll see. Hey, he's been in a lot Weird. of movies I like, man. What can you do? Yeah. But hang on, you're telling me you don't think that Cowboy can be like a main man, like especially after his uh, his role in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Oh, he, he, he has said that he's been he's been in quite a few movies. We just haven't seen them because obviously they've been like yeah, smaller movies. He was in and... a show or was it a movie? Godless, I think, is the name of the show. Yeah. Or the movie. I don't remember which one it was. I re- wait, do I remember that because he talked about it or because has that even come out? Godless, it's a TV so. miniseries. 2017. Yeah, it's been out for a couple of years. What was that about? Oh, it's a Western. Yeah, I yeah. remember him talking about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the 1880s American West, murderous outlaw gang leader Frank Griffin hunts for ex-protege Roy Good. Frank's chase leads him to LaBelle, New Mexico, a town. Oh, LaBelle. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I can't read. Leads him to LaBelle, New Mexico, a town inhabit- inhabited after a mining disaster, almost entirely by women. Oh, boy. oh my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Might have just lost me in that description there. So who's in this show? Jack O'Connell. Who's that? Don't know. Scott McNary. McNary. Don't know who that is either. Nope. Jeff Daniels is in it. Okay. Okay. I like Jeff. I like Jeff Daniels. Keith Jardine is in it. Oh wait, you know, speaking of Jeff Daniels, what? Oh man, what was that last show that he was in? I think it was on Hulu. It was actually really good. Um, hang on. I might know what you're talking about, but maybe not. Let's see. Like I got his IMDb here. Like he's really. Uh... American Rust. Yes, that's a really good show. What's that about? What is that about? Um, it's basically about him dating a dating woman whose son is being convicted of murder. And it's a compelling family drama that explores the tattered American dream through the eyes of complicated and compromised chief of police, Del Harris yeah, in a what, Rust Belt town in Southwest Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's what I said. You didn't say any of that. <laughs> Just that's, to be clear. That's why my career is not making <laughs> descriptions for movies. You're not working hard enough and grinding hard enough. Apparently not. Dude, um, what, you just hate you you just hate this. What did you you sent me okay. You sent me a video the other day. What was that? Was that a podcast or what was that? That was talking about Gary what? V. What is it again? It was Gary talk, V? Yeah, that was talking about Gary V. 
had two women sitting in the middle of it. Yes, you do. Because I, I even told. Oh you, yeah, 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 yeah. I even told you I was like, yeah. I would not believe one word that comes out of any of those four people's mouths. Why not? Or have Explain. any interest? In, have any interest in in hearing them? Talk no, 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 no. Stick to your first statement here. Why wouldn't you believe anything they say? Just judging by the show and the people. You said you, well, you now. Why do you say that? What's wrong with the show? I would have to show people a visual of the of this. Oh, so it's, so you're judging people based yes. on the way they look. Yes. How dare you? Yes. It's from the SOS cast. So this is on the same network as the PBD podcast. And when I say PBD podcast, it's Patrick Bed David is the guy. He's like a an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, kind of like Gary Vee. Okay. Kind of one of those guys that just tells you you got to make the right decisions. And then you'll be successful. I've heard him say that. Make the right decisions and you'll be successful. No <laughs> fucking shit. I thought the wrong decisions were going to help me. Anyway, uh, but yeah, apparently this is another podcast on the network. So it's this. It's one of the dudes who's on that podcast with him. And then he's on it with two women. The last episode had some guy that I believe is wearing fake hair. Why is he wearing? I don't know what. Anyway, so you're just saying based on the way they look, you don't believe anything they say. They were talking about Gary V. Apparently, he divorced his wife and posted pictures of he and his new female. Um, and apparently, they're criticizing him for this because he never was really in the into posting pictures of his himself and his wife or his family on social media. But all of a sudden, he finds this new younger woman to replace his wife. Now he's posting pictures of he and her. I, I don't know. This kind is all. This is also. A little bit. This is also one of those things where, like, we don't know anything about Gary V's wife, because as you said, yeah. he's, he never posts anything about her or anything like that. We don't know what any kind of behind the scenes is on him and his his wife, ex wife, whatever she is now. All we know is we don't. him with pictures of his new girlfriend. It's questionable behavior, <laughs> at least, right? <laughs> right. Why? Why is it questionable? I don't know. How do we know his uh, wife I mean, didn't cheat on him? Now why do you got to go there, man? I think that's disrespectful to his wife. Why did his wife cheat on him? Maybe he cheated on his wife. Maybe he was working and grinding his way to another woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like the guy. So I know, I know you don't. I, I don't, call bullshit. I don't know. That you I, it was just it was funny. The, the only reason that I sent you that is because we had just talked about him. And I honestly, up until the moment, and I, this is how I know our phones are listening to us, up until the moment that you texted me about him and then us talking about him on that show, he never came up in any feed of anything I have that I pay attention to. Now he's coming up. Now he's popping up. And so it's very, I just, that's why I sent it to you. It was funny to me. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately, I don't care. What do you think about Elon Musk wanting to buy Twitter? I don't have any thoughts on it, man. You think it'll change I, anything? I, how, but how, well, here's the thing. I've heard people say that. How could it? How would it? I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to change. What can you do to change? I don't know. Like I've seen people who have been like banned and like had like things taken down and they're like, yeah, if you take over Twitter, will you reinstate such and such? Like I've seen that, which like, why would he do that? Why is that? Why does he care? Right. Why wouldn't, why not just keep the platform the way? Does it need to be improved? Like what could change about Twitter that makes it, more like is, how would he bring more users to Twitter? I guess is my point just because he has a bunch of money. I, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm sure he has ideas, but I don't know what they are as far as improving the platform. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not not so sure that I care. Um, I'm still gonna use Twitter the way that I use it, regardless of who owns it, runs it, whatever. Would you, say, would you say that you use Twitter more than any other app? Uh, I don't know. I say I use that and Instagram equally. I don't have a Facebook because I think Facebook is it's just gross <laughs> on so many levels. I can't stand Facebook. And I really hate that I, and, and it's moments like these that I'm in right now is like, I know that Facebook would help and it, I hate that Facebook would help, but I'm trying to promote a, a trivia night I'm doing for my friend that just passed away. And like, I didn't create the Facebook event. Someone else had to, because I don't have Facebook. And like already I've seen like more inter- interest generated by that than anything else. And I haven't really promoted it necessarily, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't stand Facebook. I know I probably use Twitter and Instagram equally. But I'm not one of those folks that's like always posting, I guess. Most things are music or sports related. Yeah. I'll put clips from our show there. Now that I have a kid, I do post quite a few pictures of my son. You know, but once, but here's the thing. Once he gets older, I probably won't do that. You know? Still, he's still, he's one. Yeah. So he doesn't, you know, he, it's not going to make a difference in his life if I post cute pictures of them, you know? Yeah. If he were like, here's the thing. If he were like, so let's say let's fast forward 15 years and he's in high school and he's playing sports and he just had some, like, I would never post that. Like I just wouldn't, that's part of my life that I just don't like. I don't like try to be too intimate with the details of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. But most people are, and it's gross. I don't, it's just weird to me. Which very voyeuristic. Yeah. And it seems like Facebook is that platform that everybody does that with. Yeah. You know, personal problems and like marital problems and all that kind of stuff just comes to light on Facebook. I'm like, why? What is happening? That's, yeah, I've, I've had. There, I, I don't know. I probably would should shut up because there have been things that I've had family members do that are questionable, dude. And I'm like, why? Not immediate family, but other family. Like, why did you post that? Yeah. Why? And it'll have like a hundred likes and people like heart emojis and like, okay. <laughs> Once again, I'm reminded why I'm not on Facebook. But yeah, who knows? Well, let me. What were we just talking about? Mm, anyway gary, what were you gonna I say i think we went from gary v to or no elon musk buying twitter that's where we that's how we oh got yeah there. yeah i don't care enough to have an opinion yet yeah if things yeah. if if something major changes then sure let's talk about it but yeah i don't elon musk is a dude who again i'm just whatever i don't care i i think i think it's kind of another thing. example of like the people with money buying up and and making like everything seems like it's pushing towards corporation and oh, you dude, know, like so you had, you had opinions going into this on this issue. Why didn't you say that? You should have started. Go tell me. <laughs> no, on. I just, I think Flame throw this motherfucker. Let's go. I think everything is pushing towards corporations, like whether okay. it be Walmart, whether it be Amazon, you know, Jeff Bezos, isn't it? I think it's back and forth between Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk for the richest people in the richest men in the world, at least. Who's the biggest dick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, go and, ahead. Keep going. I mean, have you heard bad things about Elon Musk though? Like, do you 
You say biggest dick. Has he been a dick to somebody? I've heard him speak. It's (laughs) enough to go on, go. I don't know. I just think like Twitter is probably the biggest quote unquote biggest app social media out app out there. And it's, I think it's a kind of another example of money taking over that. Is it bigger than Facebook? Is it worth more money than Facebook? Hmm. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. Let's find out. And I mean, Facebook and Instagram are the same. It, it, yeah. Is uh, is Twitter ad driven just like Facebook is? What do you mean by that? Like, is, is there an ad every two seconds or a sponsored ad as you're scrolling all the time or? I, no, no. Because that's a lot of what Facebook is. I mean, if you're scrolling through Facebook, you're going to get sponsored ads constantly. Really? Yeah. And There's a not lot, a way to get rid of them? I don't think so. Not it's unless, long not not unless maybe there's a paid version or something like that to where you don't, but not that I not that I know of. But yeah, wow. and, and you said a while ago, like we know that our phones are listening to us. That's one of those things too, where you'll be talking about something and then all of a yeah. sudden you'll be scrolling through Facebook and an ad will come up about that. Hmm. Okay. But, that, but that's kind of why I'm wondering, like you, you asked if which one's worth more, Twitter or Facebook. I wonder if that's part of that. Because a lot of the money that is put into Facebook is from ads and stuff like that. So this is from June 2021. Here's the list. Top 10 social media platforms. Facebook generated, it's worth... Get out of here, ad. Get out of here, ad. I'll kill you. Facebook is worth $2.7 billion. It generated $86 billion in revenue. The next one on the list is YouTube. It's worth $2 billion. It generated $19.8 billion in revenue. Which I think... Next one on the list is surprising, and I don't understand. But anyway, WhatsApp is worth $2 billion, and it generated $5 billion in revenue. And then as we get on the list here, the next you have is Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Reddit, Pinterest, and Twitter is nine with LinkedIn coming in at 10. But Twitter only generated, so Twitter generated 3.72 billion in revenue compared to 8 billion by LinkedIn, 35 billion to TikTok, 6.8 billion by Instagram. So I mean, I want to. I want to say I've seen that Elon Musk is offering four billion for Twitter. Wow, that's wow. Okay, well, and here are the most users. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't giving you. My bad. I wasn't giving you what they're worth. However, I did give you the correct revenue number. So Facebook has the most users. Twitter is ninth on the list with users. Three hundred fifty-three million users. Gotcha. Two billion people use WhatsApp. It was it was big, or it is big. I guess I I don't exactly know what it is. I've never more people use WhatsApp than Instagram and TikTok. I find that so hard to believe. I don't even know what the what WhatsApp is. I haven't used it in so long. Like what what makes it different from any of the other socials? I didn't find a difference. That's why I stopped using it. Oh, you know, hmm. let's find the difference. WhatsApp, you'll get fast, simple, secure messaging. It's an internationally available American freeware cross-platform, centralized instant messaging and voice over IP. So I remember when I was in Europe, we would use WhatsApp to communicate with 
our Airbnb hosts. That's just what they preferred. Weird. But that's when I stopped using it when I came back to the United States. <laughs> I immediately deleted the app on my phone because I never used it for anything else. It's, it's like an instant messenger more than yeah. like a social media platform? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you can use it for, I used it for texting with these, like I said, my Airbnb hosts and so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, which I think what it's, I think that's what it's for. Message your friends and family for free. WhatsApp uses your phone's internet connection to send messages so you can avoid SMS fees. Keep in touch with groups of people that matter the most, like your family and coworkers with group chats you can share. Okay, it's not different than anything else. Speak freely. Yeah, it's just a messaging. Yeah, it's just messaging. Hmm. But again, the only time I ever used it is when I was traveling. Gotcha. I, and I do, even in the United States, I remember I was... Uh, I think it's just a preference for some people. And I always found it odd, but I was like, okay, you don't want to text. I'll, I'll message you on here. Fine. Whatever. Like I was just obliging, you know, I was, I was, I was just accommodating them, but I, you know, you know, so we'll see, I guess if he wants to spend that much money on it, if it's, what did I say? It's how many, how many billions in revenue did it generate? Like eight. Yeah. Or no, yeah, I guess no, that's, that, no, that wasn't. 3.72 billion. So he's, oh, hmm. I'm going to give you a quick trivia question here real quick. Listen. Of the 10 social media apps I just named or social media platforms I just named, how many of them do you think are headquartered outside of California? Um, I bet none of them are. Good. Dude, smart. Look at you. Yeah, none of them. None of them. <laughs> Let me ask you one more question before we get out of here. Okay. Do you remember what grade you were in and what was the first album that you bought on your own? Haven't we talked about this before? I don't know. Have we? Yeah, I think so. Uh, album. So does it have to be a CD or can it be a cassette? Because that's how old I am. Either way, that works. The first album I bought with my own money was Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Bought it on cassette. Okay. So my the first, I actually bought two albums at the same time. I bought Hybrid Theory and, and Satellite. That was your first, hold on, yeah. hold on. And Satellite by P.O.D. How old? I was in seventh. I, I was much in, older than you. I was in seventh grade. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think I was already done using condoms at that point. All right. So. Wow. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out in 91. Yeah, I bought it on cassette. I remember. First CD I bought with my own money was the Boomerang soundtrack. Was Boomerang a movie? It was. I'm was assuming. It an Eddie Murphy movie. Okay. It was, an, it was an Eddie Murphy movie, and I bought it for the song End of the Road by Boys to Men. Okay. Have you ever bought another soundtrack? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. There have been some great soundtracks, man. With songs that aren't like, you know, and this is really big in uh, hip-hop as well. Like, there'll be a lot of, like, remixes and stuff on, like, yeah, like, we think of some good hip-hop soundtracks. So, like, New Jersey Drive is a fucking fantastic one. Uh, Nutty Professor soundtrack was great. Let me think. 
Who am I missing? What did I say? I said New Jersey Drive. Juice. Um, Judgment Night. That was what I was thinking of. So have you ever seen the movie Judgment Night? No. Dude, you need to find find it somewhere. See if you can get it on Amazon. Okay. It's a great fucking movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever, and no one really knows about it. But it does have a fantastic soundtrack. But So let me ask you, of the people I'm going to name here, who are you fans of? Emilio Estevez? Yes. Okay, good. Cuba Gooding Jr.? Uh, okay sure dennis leary yeah okay good steven dorf i don't know who that is i know the name he was in blade the first blade he's the the white guy in blade okay 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 yeah yeah yeah. that that guy uh how about jeremy piven yes okay all of those guys are in that movie so essentially emilio estevez is a dad He's got a newborn. It's his first night out. Uh, his friends want to take him out on the town. They're going to go to a boxing match. They go out in this big RV that Jeremy Piven buys or rents or steals or whatever he does. He's a you know two-bit hustler in the movie, whatever. Um, there's traffic. They take a turn off the fucking expressway, and they end up in a really shitty area. They, they witness a dude get shot and killed by Dennis Leary and his goons, and then the rest of the movie is Dennis Leary and his goons chasing after Emilio Estevez, Steven Dorff, Cuba, and Jeremy Piven. It's it, dude. It's just one of those <laughs> movies that like you see it for the first time in your kid. It mixed with the fucking soundtrack. And like you just it, it's just registered in a way like it's just one of my favorite movies. Trespass is another one like that. Fantastic movie from the 90s. Fantastic soundtrack. Do you know what Trespass is? No. Well, let me let's just go over again. Are you a fan <laughs> of or were you a fan of Bill Paxson? Yeah. Uh, how about Ice Cube? Yeah. How about Ice T? Yeah. Enough said. So Bill Paxson and his other white fellow white hillbilly friend, uh, they're firefighters. They don't make enough money. They're tired of not making enough money. They found out. They find out or they speculate that there is hidden gold in this old abandoned church in East St. Louis, Missouri. So they go to East St. Louis, Missouri to try to find this hidden gold in this abandoned church along the way. Uh, Ice Cube's crew shows up because someone got killed and his brother's doing heroin and or smoking crack. And it's just it's a great movie. You have to watch it. So essentially, it's like Judgment Night, but it's Ice-T and Ice Cube and a bunch of those guys hunting these two the funny thing guys. is, when you, were described, when you were describing Judgment Night, I was thinking, does this take place in East St. Louis? And then it the very, I don't remember what town it is. <laughs> and then the very next movie you say is from East St. Louis. <laughs> well, let's be clear. Dennis Leary is not the head of any gang in East St. Louis. So that should have been in your first queue. Got a point. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, another good soundtrack. Let me think here. Oh, Menace to Society. I'm missing a bunch. I said Sunset Park, didn't I? Or no, I said, no, I said New Jersey Drive. Sunset Park is a good one. Anyway, yeah, dude, I would buy soundtracks all the time. You didn't do that? I didn't. It was really big in hip hop. I'm trying to think of like, well, I had the Airhead soundtrack. Okay. I'm trying to think what else. I know someone bought me the Forrest Gump soundtrack for Christmas <laughs> or something because it was a double CD and it was like a huge deal back when it came out. It had all those, you know, timeless, timeless songs in the movie from the movie. Um, <laughs> you know what another good soundtrack is? And it's a terrible movie, though. Um, you remember the movie High School High? Mm, I think think so 
it's kind of like a it's a parody movie. It's um John Lovitz. Okay. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be a parody on the you know the white the white teacher goes to the inner city school and saves all the kids with their great teaching abilities. Like it's like a dangerous minds like spoof. Okay. It's got a really good soundtrack. Okay. Anyway. Are you a John Lovitz fan? I can't say yes or no to that. I don't know. I loved him in uh his 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 character in the wedding singer for the little bit of time that he was in. Yeah. Sophisticated mama. I love that fucking movie. That's such an underrated Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Nobody talks about that movie. Not really. Am I the only one? I, I maybe I don't know. I, I when you hear people talk about Adam Sandler movies, they never they never name that. I think it's it's probably my favorite. Anyway. Yeah. John Lovitz, are you a fan? Do you know enough about him to be a fan? Eh. I mean, the majority of what I know him is from stuff like that. Yeah. You really didn't know that people bought soundtracks, huh? I mean, I did, but I just wasn't, I didn't really. I think I had yeah, one, I, was, think I had one soundtrack. Which one? Space Jam. That's such a typical answer. That's a typical <laughs> cult answer. Like, Why? Come on, man. Basketball I, Jones? I would have expected like Space Jam or like, uh, I don't know. I was going to say Transformers, but it's which not, would have made not, sense because nice. your first fucking CD was hybrid theory. How is that a bad thing? It's not. It's not. It's just, well, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not bad. So the, the reason why I originally asked you that was because, so just kind of like for the nostalgic factor, <clears throat> I went back and listened to both those albums uh, like two weeks ago or so. Yeah. And I wanted to know, like when Hybrid Theory came out, as far as the studio sound goes, or uh, I guess just what the band was, was that like a new sound for people? Do you think? Linkin Park? Yeah. I Well, yeah, I think so. But I don't like getting too nerdy about this and like breaking it down in that way. Yeah, it was a new sound. I mean, was it new metal? Sure. Had new metal already been around for a long time? Sure. But I'll tell you what separated them from everyone else, especially with that record. It was just how clean and how pristine sonically it was. And I, I guess I'm nerding out now, but that's what <laughs> really separated it. Like, it just sounded so good. It, it, there, I, don't, I don't know any other way to explain it. Like, if you compare it to like other bands of the genre at that time it just you could tell a difference there was just but dude the songwriting's great every song on that record could have been on the radio every song yeah every song on that fucking record had an insanely catchy chorus that was stuck in your head after you listened to it as far as a new sound goes i mean eh, sure i think so there were already bands doing the two vocalists thing but i don't think they were doing it no one had a chester no right. one had a singer like that. Right. Mm. But they also brought the electronic element in. And I think they did that. Well, one, they did it. I'm not going to say better, but they infused it more in a, in a pop sort of way. And less of a, a lot of the, a lot of the bands in during that time. And again, I'm just, I'm, I'm top of the, I'm, we did not talk about this beforehand. So I have not had time <laughs> to think about this, but if I'm thinking back to that time period, that year, and the bands I had heard up to that time that were using electronic elements, they were very industrial, very, you know, uh, they were, they weren't as pop oriented, I guess. And 
Lincoln Park brought a much more of a pop hip hop element to the electronics they were using than a lot of bands were, you know? Okay. Um, well, for instance, like Slipknot had a DJ, Sid, they had Sid, but like Sid was bringing a very aggressive sort of style of DJing to Slipknot sound, you know, I'm trying to think of who, fuck, uh, like Deftones had a DJ, but it was something different. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They were different. Why do you ask? I was just curious because it, it I just feel like I answered your question, but didn't answer your question. I just I felt like kind of like what you said. It was a little earlier on. Um, I don't know. For, it just felt to me like for that time period, the music kind of like what you said sound sounded clean, more clean than anything else, especially for having all the elements in the band that they did. Yeah, I but I just think they approached it in, in a lot of ways from a pop sensibility more so than a lot of people did you know but i also think they they were very and, and they were really notoriously really known for being one of the very few bands that would do this but they would in the very beginning they would go into chat rooms and talk to music fans and talk to their fans and they tried to find out what people were looking for they were going into these chat rooms and asking like you know, essentially, what are you looking out of? A, what are you wanting to hear out of a new band? You know, I, I, I'm not I'm not explaining this well. They would be able to explain it better, but they they were notoriously known for being that band, which I think is cool. They were very interactive with their fans, and I think they still are. I think that's kind of I think, hard, is, I think that's kind of hard though, right? Because like even today, if a band were to go on twitter or go on facebook or instagram or whatever and post and say hey what do you want to hear out of a band right now you're going to get a billion different answers yeah like, but also do everyone does choose? it now we're talking about this is before social media I there see. was no okay. social media I, I mean that's how long ago. i mean they were literally going into internet chat rooms gotcha. where you had to really like spend time it wasn't as easy as tweeting or it wasn't as easy as asking a question on facebook you had to spend time in there right yeah. So I think they put in the work in that sense. But also, again, I think they just approached it from a very pop sort of mentality. In a lot of ways, I know their fans, like their diehard fans would hate me saying this, but Nirvana did the same thing. Kurt Cobain's approach to songwriting when it came to being pop was very, was very succinct. Like he wrote pop music, but had a lot of elements of the sort of punk rock that he listened to and things like that, that made it when they came out different, but also what separated them and made them so much bigger than a lot of the bands that were present at that time was just, they were poppier to me anyway. But I think, I think album sales would tend to agree with me there. Like, hmm. I guess I don't, yeah. I, I don't know if I understand like what you mean by poppier. Cause I don't, it, me, it, it's just a music fan, I guess. It was that, it was grun easy, that grunge it, style music. I don't hear pop in that. It could be easily translated to a top 40 listener. Okay. Okay. So they had crossover appeal is what I'm saying. Okay. And I think Lincoln Park did have massive crossover appeal as well. The gotcha. song in the end was all things considered a pop song yeah. for the time. Yeah. You know, I know it was... A, I know it was them and I know it was on that record and I know that, but I mean, it was a pop song, dude. No one had songs like that. So, but I think Nirvana again was the same way. 
in, in a lot of ways. But I also don't care. I think if when I I, I don't care what you are. If, if you have a song that catches me, it catches me. And then I'll do my research. And if I like the rest of the music, I'm, I'm in, you know. Um, it was so funny. I remember I was dating a girl. This is what I mean by crossover appeal. So I was dating a girl. And this was at the time when Stone Sour had just come out and the song Bother had just come out. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think that was on a soundtrack. Probably. It seems like it would let me, be. Let me, let me verify this. But so that song is a ballad. It's not heavy. It's not, you know, um, that's the way to put it. It, it. it appealed to, you know, everyone in a sense. It was from Spider-Man. Okay. So it was in Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, but I remember she wasn't necessarily a rock chick, if you will. She listened to a lot of pop, you know, that's really what she listened to. A lot of pop, a lot of like, uh, maybe some R&B in the, here and there, but uh, maybe a little bit of country. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I remember getting in her car and she had the Stone Sour CD. And I go, oh my God, you, you like this band? She goes, yeah, bother. And I go, well, that's one song. She goes, yeah, I put it in and I couldn't really listen to anything else. I was like, oh God. That's what I'm saying though. Like that crossover appeal that one song had you know, she went and bought the CD. And again, this is before iPods and iTunes. And she went and bought the full, the whole CD and she got it for one song. She didn't even like the rest of the songs. Cause I mean, the rest of the songs are stone sour. Right. You know, which it was just funny. I said a few songs. Yeah, like I couldn't really right? listen to the rest of it. I'm like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Like, why a, am I dating you? What was it? Through glass. That was the other. I love that song. That's song. such a good song. Yeah. Those are good records too. That's a band that I never like got into big time, but yeah, they're good. They're good. They actually, so I didn't get into Stone Sour until I was probably like 19 or 20. Yeah. And they had played Point Fest and I, I, when they played Point Fest, I had no idea that Corey Taylor was the lead singer. Oh, really? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I know, right? Again, what do you do? Yeah, just how do you not know these things? I just hang out. That's about it. I think I played that that point for us. If I'm remembering, I look behind me because I have the one of the posters from one of them, but I think I played that one. Oh, really? I think so. And not that it matters, but now it has me thinking about the rest of the lineup. Who was on that show? Couldn't tell you. Really? Yeah, I don't remember. I've been to too many point fests. Here's a fun experiment to remember who played when. Especially so that probably then, would have been I... around Point Fest. So it wasn't 25. I was on uh, Stone Sour. Because that, that was probably around the time when they were still doing like 30 bands for 30 bucks kind of thing. Stone Sour. I'm just looking here. I'll find them. Mo- most Point Fest, I can tell you like if I've seen a band play live, but I couldn't tell you what Point Fest it was or anything like that. Yeah. When did Stone Sour get bit? When did they, when was that bother? When was bother? Was that 2000? When did I date that girl? 2000? I don't know. Jesus. Um, I'm getting even, old, man. I don't even know when it came out. I am getting old. Stone Sour. Soundgarden. Oh, wait. What? You didn't see Stone Sour. Yeah, I did. Because the Point Fest was canceled. 
No. Because Chris no. Cornell died. We're talking about a different one? That's a different. It's a different one. Way earlier than that. Way earlier? Yeah. So I didn't see him. So Bother came out in 02. Okay. So I was supposed to play that one that they were on that didn't happen. Okay. I was booked to play that one. I mean, did you put in like Stone Sour Point Fest? Is that what you... I did. Hmm. But now I'm just looking at their Wikipedia. <laughs> Point Fest. Because it's fun. I don't see it, man. I'm see telling their shiny you. Poem, I'm Nonetheless, okay, I wasn't on it. I think it's safe to say. Dude, I really don't see them any earlier than that. I'm going all the way back to... I'm telling you, I've seen them. You seen them? I've seen them. I've gone all the way back to 1997 and I don't see them. Oh, well. Good band. Yeah, this probably would have been like... It had been like maybe 09. No, wait. No, no, no. No, it had to be... Let's see. Maybe... Yeah, 09 or 2010, I bet. Oh, well. Oh, well. We'll just move on from that. Yeah. Anything else before we get out of here? No, nope, I think that's it. Go dye you some eggs, dude. I know, right? Do you like hard-boiled eggs? Sure. I'll eat one now and again. I'm not going to eat a bunch. I'd be stinking up everything. I know, right? <laughs> All right, man. Let's All get right. out of here. Yep.